talk to you tonight. I've, I've spent a lot of time on this lesson. Because what I want to leave you with is not necessarily Bible verses. I want to leave you with quotes. I want to leave you with a, a memorable something that you can take away from this that adds on to Scripture. That adds into what the Bible is saying. It's a lot of times we, we have, a, how many of you guys read the Bible and sometimes you just, you're like, what in the world did that just say? I mean, you're literally digging into it, you open it up, you actually try to read it and you're just like, what? And then you just kind of close it and you're done. Well, what I want to give you guys is an opportunity to take away statements too. And so I've planned probably eight to ten specific statements about remember when. But there's, uh, there's some pictures that I threw up. All right, so this is kind of what I remember um, growing up. This, this, is, this is what I remember. Go ahead, Cole. Um, I remember a time when it was Matchbox versus Hot Wheels. I remember a time when it was Hot Wheels made the awesome cars, Matchbox made the detailed cars, and so it was a fight and struggle between the two. The next one, I remember when video games looked like that. Oh my goodness. I mean, we would spend hours playing games that were so boring, man. You'll think about it, look at it. But they were so much fun because that's all we did. Uh, what was the other one? I remember the Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> I remember when the Easy Bake Oven wasn't so easy. I remember I, I burned every cake that came through that thing. And I played with it. Yes, I did. I made cakes because I wanted to try. I mean, I was hungry. I mean, you got this little cake maker. Why not? I remember a month. How many guys like looked forward to a specific bite? See, it's a whole different generation. I remember there was a red line bike that had little pegs on the back that you could actually do tricks on. And then there was a mongoose bike, and that's what that is. I wanted the mongoose bike so bad that I actually, and then when I actually finally got it, I won't tell you how I got it, but I actually got it. That's a different lesson for a different time. Shoo, shoo, Different story. Um, I stood up on the bike seat, and I made it about 10 feet. And I had a speed bump. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to balance after a bike with a speed bump. And, you know, when you're standing up, your first natural reaction is to...
things were different. Is that, that's the last one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what I want to kind of go into is this Bible verse. There are things that are fun to remember. There are things that are interesting to remember. But there's a different remember that I'm talking about. When I say remember when, this is the Bible verse that I want you guys to think about. It's in Isaiah 46-9. Remember the former things, long past. For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is no one like me. If anybody other than God said that, that's complete arrogance. Complete arrogance. But God, don't you want God to be like that? I mean, there are people that I've met that are completely arrogant in their demeanor and the way they talk and the way that they treat you. But there's something about God that's different. You want God to be all-powerful. You want God to be all-knowing. You want God to be everywhere at one time. And He is. If He were like us, then what's the purpose of being God? He's supposed to be different. He's supposed to say things differently. He's supposed to be viewed differently. We view Him as Bud. He's more than just a Bud. He's more than just a bro. He's more than just Dad. He is the Almighty. He exists in a realm. We're talking about this next week. Hallowed be thy name when we talk about it in the Lord's Prayer. Do we understand what the word hallowed means? Do we understand who we're talking to? Do we really get it? Do we really know who it is that we're talking to? I love that verse, but that's what it is. Remember who you were is what we talked about two weeks ago before Turner was here. And then Turner was here last week. In Deuteronomy, it says this. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. There was a last series of Deceived. We said, it's not about who you are, it's whose you are. Don't always worry about who you are. Don't spend a lot of time on you. It's not about who you are. It's about whose you are. And when you know whose you are, then who you are is free. Then you can be whoever it is that you really are. You don't have to worry about society. You don't have to worry about culture. You don't have to worry about stereotypes because it's more about who you are. But in this series, it's a little different because we have to remember who we were. We were slaves. In Philippians 2, it says we were dead in our former transgressions. But we have to remember who we were. That's what it means to look back on. Really, I want to say this, but I want to say it negatively. We're not that important. We're not that important. But everything is about us. Wait till you get a car. Those of you that do have cars, have you ever been in the left hand lane? Who drives? I know some of you guys. You ever been in the left hand lane on 400? Yeah. And the speed limit is 65 and somebody's going 50? Or someone's going 85. That would be me, buddy. My first reaction is get out of the way! Get out of the left lane! Why do I say that? Because in that moment, life is all about me. I don't want to be inconvenienced. Somebody cuts you off. It ticks you off. I'm that way. Because in that moment, life's about me. Me. We're not that important. We have to remember who we were in order to find out who's we really are. 
can't forget. A lot of times you hear people at church, and I've, I've heard this my whole life, don't look back, don't look through the rearview mirror, don't, everything behind you is past, look forward, only see what's forward, but there's a thing about looking in the past that helps us remember who we were, and how God has helped us get to where we are now. That is what's so key and so important. There's a statement that I said two weeks ago, if you can't remember something, was it worth the effort in the first place? Woo. If you really think about that, and think about it deeply, we're all wasting a lot of time. I mean, think about that. If you can't remember something, was it worth the effort in the first place? I mean, think back in your life. Think back on some, like, some of us don't even remember what we did yesterday. And I have ADD. Trust me, I forget things a lot. I know, I don't even know what I did. Yeah, I don't know at this moment. But here's what's interesting. It wasn't worth whatever, I mean, the, the time I put into it, was it worthwhile? Or did I really waste my time doing something that I shouldn't have been doing in the first place? I mean, it seemed fun. It was time killing. I mean, I know I did something. But what was it? A lot of people say, oh, that's just too hard. You can't do that. What I think is we're not putting enough effort into doing what's right. I don't think we're putting enough effort into doing what we should be doing. This abundant, joyful life that God calls us to. We're not living in that enough. We're living in an alright, kind of okay, sometimes bored, random, just okay, get by life. That's not the life that God has called us to. He's called us into abundant joy. So how much time are we wasting doing pointless things? that we'll never remember. How much time will we really waste? And the call, the action to this is to begin living life that way. And we're going to do, we're going to watch something in just a minute that can help you change. Can help you simply look at life a little differently and walk away here with a different perspective on how you can actually change. A lot of times we don't know how to change. We hear a good word, we hear something good, and it's like, yeah, I want to do that. But how? Tonight, we're going to give you the how. We're going to give you kind of an idea about this. So I want to say this. I want to, I want to here's the statement. Put the statement up. Does our ability to remember or not remember reflect our relationship with Christ? Let me ask that question again. Think about it. Does our ability to remember or not remember reflect our relationship with Christ. So if we don't remember all the time, does that really reflect who we are in Christ? Think about it. How many of you guys have a problem forgetting and not remembering things? I'm How many of you guys forget important like, you've heard something, you've read something, and you're like, I'm never forgetting that. And next thing you know, that mind I've seen, they're outside of mine. Here's a Bible verse that I found that is one part funny and one part dead serious. I'm going to say to you tonight that if you can't remember, go ahead and go back to that question. 
Does our ability to remember or not remember reflect our relationship with Christ? And I'm going to say yes. It actually does. It actually affects and reflects who we are in Christ. So a lot of us in here wonder why we can't get that past that next level. You know, we keep bumping into, I can't grow, I can't seem to get anywhere. I can't move. Well, if we're not remembering some of the things that God is trying to show us, we're never going to get past that. We're never going to move beyond where we're at right now. And let me show you a Bible verse that actually backs that up to reflect that. James chapter 1, verse 23 through 25, says this. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. It's not that. That's stupid. I mean, think about it. You, you literally take a mirror and you look at yourself. You study yourself, two eyes, no, that's not there, got a little freckle here or whatever. Some of you guys have dimples. I got a little growth, bushy growth thing blown. And all of a sudden, you know, I got kind of sandy blonde, kind of brown hair. I walk away, I put it down, I walk away, and I'm like, that black hair? Did I, do I have three eyes? Or two? No, I'm not two. What color am I? <laughs> Think about it. If you do that, there's dumb, and then there's Some of you guys can remember back to when you were like five. Anybody? All right. That's 
God comes up to you. Hey, you want to go out? Let me pray about student of mine named Coleman Joyner that was sitting out in the crowd just like you that was revolutionized by that lesson. He was waiting for love. He was waiting for that change. And one of the coolest things that happened was two weeks later, him and another friend showed up at youth group and said, we got a video I want to show you. I had no idea what they were talking about. And they put up they did, they did just like Cole did. They were running in the back. They did all that stuff back in the back. They put the movie up, and they basically took the everyday song, and they went around Smyrna, and they went around giving hugs to just random strangers to see what would happen. It was one of the most moving things that I've ever seen. When you actually take the opportunity to stop your life and actually put it into action and love people, it'll change you. It'll change everything about you. And Coleman saw that for the first time. They got rejected. They got turned away sometimes. But it was about who they could love, not the rejection. And so this is how that they'll know that you are my disciples, by the way that you love one another. That's why Coleman loves so well. It's one of the reasons why I've learned to love so well. It's because it's a reflection of our relationship with God. So who in this room doesn't need a hug? 
this room. I mean, it feels good to share that love with someone. And so I don't know who it is tonight. But there's somebody in this room that's struggling with this future performance being based off of past happiness. And you want to change. You want to change your surroundings? Love someone. Hug someone. You'll go home with a heart full of God. That's the salvation, and that's the God that we serve. If you need love tonight, you're going to get it. Because here's what we're going to do. Everybody in this room is getting hugged tonight. Everybody. I don't want you to leave this room, even if it's a total stranger. You may have never met them before. Now, I know some people are going to be like, oh, I ain't doing this. That's on you. Let me, let me say this. Please, please, please. That's on you. But two or three years from now, when you come up to me later, and you're struggling with where you're at. And why can't, why, why God doesn't do this? And why can't I do this? And God's not listening. You've got to free yourself up. You've got to let God take over your life. And one of the things that you have to give up is a lot of your fears to love. Let's pray that we'll get some love. Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity to come and to look at. It's easy to, it's not hard to change. Just, just by looking at a little bit of a video, opening yourself up and just getting out there. seeing what really happens when we love people. doesn't mean people are always going to love us back. But that's not the goal. The goal isn't to give love so we can get love. The goal is to give love because we already got love. 